Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. This is the lunch rush at your local deli. Orders are flying in. Online, on the phone, and in person. Order for Nick. So is it possible that fast internet could help your business outrun the rush? It is with Comcast Business. Powering your connected devices with gig speed Wi-Fi and fast downloads and uploads. With Comcast Business, next level speed isn't just possible, it's happening. Comcast Business. Powering possibilities. Requires gigabit internet and compatible router. Actual speeds vary. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. We're live in New York City as we all took in that game up in New England last night. It's Tuesday morning, October 25th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty, your friends at the breakfast table here to break it all down. Your favorite teams will get to everyone's good and bads. Uh, the Bears, that felt good for that one. The Patriots, not so much. New England, no, the Northeast football, we've had a lot about that. There's different directions teams are going in right now. Peter, is there one that excites you the most up here? In I mean, I think the New York City situation right yes. now with the Giants and the Jets is feeling good, but everyone's waiting for their shoe to drop. But meanwhile, they're 5-2 and two and 6-1. and one. Go up to Foxborough, they're 3-4. and four. They're mm-hmm. right in the middle of the pack. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. This is a changing of the tides, it feels mm-hmm. like, in the NFL. Let's hang in the NFC East in uh, particular if we're going to talk about one of those New York teams. Time for the lead block. Lead block. Here's uh, a look at something that we should consider the best division in the NFL. We certainly didn't see this coming, but the Eagles sit atop the NFC East after a week seven bye, which had them watching their three divisional foes all tally wins. Washington knocks out Green Bay. The Giants edged out the Jaguars and Dak uh, was back to take down Detroit. While it wasn't pretty, head coach Mike McCarthy still was happy about that win after the game. Hey, obviously, great win, man. Hey, third quarter, that's our quarter. So, hey, big plays. Great job. Way to get after the football. Sweet. All the way through. Hey, enjoy this day. Enjoy this one, man. But hey, let's get in tomorrow. Let's clean it up. Make sure we're continuing to get better each and every day. So grind on three. One, two, three. Grind. One, two, three. Grind. Grind indeed. They did. Dak Prescott, the Cowboys, it'll take that and probably a little bit more to take the NFC East clutch away from the Eagles and their talons. They sit atop the division from their perch. That was a lot of bird analogies right there, right right off the top of the show. Which of these teams, Commanders, Giants, Cowboys, should the Eagles want to face the least right uh-huh. now? Like, who are they who are they balking at, Peter? Um Bird analogy. Bird yeah. analogy. Where are you gonna go? Is it a unicorn? No, that's not, no. A, that's not a bird. That's a really unique bird. 
Um, a, a, a flamingo? McCall. Flamingo. A what? McCall. A McCall? Have you know. ever seen Rio? Passenger pigeon, they're extinct. That's a pretty unique, right? Let's go with the McCall. I, I don't know what that is. Oh, Rio? Yeah. Oh, uh, we don't do those in my house. I right, oh, go, sorry. Peter. McCall. Micah Parsons is the McCall, McCall! of the NFL. <laughs> and that's who I at least want to see. He's one of one. And I think... As the season goes on and the Giants continue to stack wins and the Commanders are now suddenly hot with two wins in a row and seem to have a little bit of a groove going, this is going to be the guy. And I, I said this two weeks ago and got killed for it on Twitter. I'm going to say it again. Make it already. Mm. All right, as we're entering week eight. With the NFL's MVP conversation pretty wide open, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, I still think there's a window for Micah Parsons to be the first defensive player to win MVP since 1986. They've got a primetime schedule coming up, a big slate. They've also got a Thanksgiving Day game against the rival Giants. They've got a Christmas Eve game against the rival rival Eagles, where it's going to be in Dallas. Micah Parsons has been blowing up games since day one of this season to the point where I think every single time he steps on the field, he is the best player in football. Lane Johnson went down in the second half of that game against the Eagles a few Sunday nights ago, and it was like the game totally changed. And Micah Parsons was everywhere. He was in coverage, talking trash to Dallas Goddard. He was blowing up plays, and he was all in the face of Jalen Hurts. I think Micah Parsons is the guy I least want to see if I am a Philadelphia Eagles fan, a Philadelphia Mm -hmm. Eagles coach, or a Philadelphia Eagles player. And I'll say it again in week eight. Call me crazy. I think when we check back in Christmas Eve, when they play the Eagles in the late part of the season, week 16, week 17, week 18, Micah Parsons will be as much a part of the MVP conversation as Jalen Hurts, as Patrick Mahomes, Mm. as Josh Allen, and as Joe Burrow. And yes, I put Joe Burrow in there because he's now thrown for 481 and three touchdowns. Micah Parsons is a unicorn. He has a McCall. I don't know what a McCall is. I just put the in it in my brain and it exists. I'm hoping it does. It does exist. It's an actual type of bird. It's not just a character in a movie. So Micah Parsons is a unicorn and a McCall, as just like Peter said, and it's hard to argue against that because Parsons with this Cowboys defense has been quietly amazing. But for me, it's still the Cowboys. But I want to talk about another guy. Yes, Dak Prescott's back. Tony Pollard has been explosive. He's been fun to watch. Ezekiel Elliott. Let's give him some love. All in the preseason, everybody was talking about, Ezekiel, you're making all this money. He doesn't look look as explosive. What is he going to do? What is he going to be? We saw him last Sunday night, the last time they played, that week six Sunday night game. He was averaging over six yards a carry, scored a touchdown, and he really kept them in that game. And over his last four games against the Eagles, 431 scrimmage yards and three touchdowns. This is a guy with Dak just coming back. He's going to continue to get things going. By the time they face this Eagles team, if they can have Ezekiel Elliott rolling, Tony Pollard rolling, and Dak can get comfortable, Dallas can be a scary team mixed in with how well they played on the defensive side of the ball. So when you look at this Eagles team standing undefeated and they're looking down on the division, if there's one team I say, hey, I would love to stay clear of them, it's this Dallas Cowboys team. They found a way to win games without their franchise quarterback, and now they're getting him back. He's going to be getting healthy, and they figured out to form a little win. As I've said many times on this show, they're going to be a scary team to play against. They are scary. And you know what else is scary? Beaks and talons and wings. <laughs> I'm just thinking birds. Jamie got to start on the bird thing. So I'm thinking eagles. Mm-hmm. What are the naturally occurring uh, enemies or predators of bald eagles in the wild? All right. So 
nobody's really going after them because they're up here. What they do, though, and this is really dirty, is they, you know, they go after the eggs, and it's and it's raccoons and it's bears. Where are we going? Right. So, what's the real enemy of a bald eagle? I would say communism. But also, uh, if you look it up, like the it, it's us, it's human beings, oh. the deforestation, Peter, the mm. expansion. Sometimes we take you feel like look in the mirror. Sometimes you look right here in the mirror. But I was going a different direction, Peter. I got heavy. <laughs> human beings. Human beings would be, of course. Cowboys. They don't have to be oh. giant ones. Okay, they don't have to be the commanders. They're just riding their horse and they got a lasso. Uh, it's the Cowboys and the, the stats speak for themselves. Eagles are having a great season. Every Eagles fan knows there's something beneath the surface and it's this. Is that the Dak Prescott Cowboys, guys, it's not good. All right? You, won, you lost this year. It's Cooper Rush. And then last year was just awful. You got destroyed once. You got destroyed again. You go back to... It's not been losses to the Cowboys. It's been blowouts. It's been bad. And so I feel like it's a little bit of a record scratch for the Eagles and that we're enjoying this amazing season, but we can't beat the team that we hate the most. We need to beat Dallas. It's kind of like it's the fly in the ointment of this, and that's another thing that flies. Um, I think it's Dallas. I really do, because the Micah Parsons thing, sure, but if, like, it, put it this way. If Dallas were to beat Philly, I don't care if Philly's undefeated. It feels like it feels like three losses. Like, we can't even take care of our own neighborhood. We're going to win the whole NFC in the Super Bowl. We're going to go to Arizona and play the Bills in the Super Bowl. No. you got to beat Dallas in your own division. They're taking your eggs from the nest, Jamie. That's what's happening. Um, biggest, yeah, we're not a, we're not a bird rabbit hole now at do this it. point. That's what we have uh, to do. Biggest otherwise bird bland ever. What's the biggest bird? Big bird? Biggest, well, yeah, but that's, you were just speaking to a Never-ending story bird? Uh, Falcor? The, the ostrich. The ostrich. Ostrich is big. They don't the, fly. The most giant bird ever. Giant. I'm going to go with the Giants. Yeah, I, know. I know. I had to pivot around the table. I know. To me, this is very much more, this isn't stat related. This isn't X's and O's. This is like headline story direction, if you will. Because right now, the New York Giants are rolling. New York City feels great. New York is back, according to one Peter Schrager. Uh <laughs> Very much behind the wheels of Saquon Barkley. He is the ostrich of this Giants office. Daniel Jones is spectacular, too. Don't get me wrong. Mm. But here, hang with me here. You have Saquon Barkley, and he is the headline for this Giants team. He is the story. If they go on and Saquon, if he proclaimed it in August, he said, I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to show everybody what I've done with some expletives mixed in there. Sure. This is his season. Whose season is it for the Eagles? Let's look at some options okay. here, okay? Because if Saquon is the guy, we'll hang with him. All right, is it Jalen Hurts very much in the MVP conversation? Change it. Who is the other option here? You got A.J. Brown. That would be another option. He is feels like he was wronged in his departure from Tennessee. He gets traded to Philadelphia. Can he prove himself as wide receiver one on a team that could go to the Super Bowl? Still, Saquon Barkley on that side. Roll it. All right, the one name, big play slay. Is he going to get the best of the Giants when they play each other? And then there's this guy. Roll it. Next what are we going to look at here? Is it, oh, my hey. goodness, who is the jester in disguise? Oh, Kelsey, that says, I don't care about what I wear to a game. I'm not about my brother's fashion sense, but I do care what I wear at a Super Bowl parade. Oh, yeah. These two will come to clash. And it to me, it becomes a question of the Giants have such a feel-good thing going right now that they feel like the one that could ruin the parade feeling that Philadelphia literally is a whole town right now. Shout out Phillies going to the World Series, about to say mm-hmm. Super Bowl. That... Giants feel like the one feel-good storyline that could kind of ruin it for Philadelphia. It does feel very good. Yeah. I like it. Thank you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my <laughs> Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Jamie asked a great question. Are we doing a bird theme for Power Rankings? No, we're not. Time to check out the Power Rankings by Dan Hansis ahead of week eight. We always do a theme. Earlier in the show, the Angry Run Scepter went to the Titans, actually on the strength of a moving hug between Mike Vrabel and Ben Jones. It was happy runs for a little moment. So we're going to do a theme of memorable cinematic hugs. Yes. Let's start out with the Forrest and Jenny division. Big old hug at the Washington Monument. My thoughts on Jenny are well documented. She probably grabbed his wallet while they were hugging. 32, the Houston Texans, the worst team down on the bottom right. The Lions just can't get a win. And then the Panthers destroy the Bucks, and their reward is they climb up to 30. Moving on to the Michael and Fredo hug division, the true end of brotherly love, a harbinger for things to come. Upper left corner, New England Patriots lost last night, 17 Bucks. These are just the middling teams. Cardinals at 20 behind those teams, interesting. And then the Falcons kind of broke my heart last week, got smashed by the Bengals. But we move on to the Willy Wonka and Charlie Bucket on the Great Glass Elevator hug. Finally, the Buckets get to move out of that shack and his mom can stop working double shifts at the laundry. On the left, the <laughs> Titans. This is going to have lettuce soup. Uh, and the Titans at number nine. The Jets at ten. The Jets are in the top ten. It's so exciting. The Super Bowl champs just kind of hanging around at 11. And the Niners, Raiders, on and on and on. But we move to the number one, the Rocky and Apollo on the beach in the short shorts and the high socks, jumping around, getting their shoes wet. In Rocky Three, Buffalo Bills, best team in the land, according to Dan Hansis. Then Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, four. Hmm. 
Bengals are back at five. Those New York football giants six. Vikings off a bye. Still only one loss to the number two seed there, the Eagles. And then finally, the Baltimore Ravens hanging around, hanging around. Let's go in. He's always hanging around, ready to talk power. We're the man behind the power, Daniel Hansis. What's up, Dan? Hey, what's up? First of all, I'm scrambling to Google bird analogies and, and trying to come up with something. Then you go with the hugs. Did you did you not mention Andy and Red on the beach in Shawshank? Mm, pretty good. Pretty good. That's all right. They're, they're rounded up the next day and deported back to Maine. Uh, the 49ers added Christian McCaffrey. Hope is a wonderful thing, Dan. It's certainly in the power ranking world. But his performance, McCaffrey's, uh, was not the most notable aspect of their game against the Chiefs, as the teleprompter says here. What stood out to you about the 49ers' loss to Kansas City, Dan? Yeah, I mean, it stood out that McCaffrey's there. It looks right. The number 23, I'm already used to it. Uh, but they could not keep pace there on offense when you got a juggernaut in their building there. The Chiefs just started scoring touchdowns and the 49ers were asked to match and said they were kicking field goals. And Jimmy G was throwing a horrendous end zone interception that changed that game at the end of the half. So we know their defense is compromised right now uh, by injury. So you give them a little bit of a pass for not being able to shut down Mahomes. Few teams can right now. Uh, but you just have concerns if a, if a shootout breaks out. The Jimmy G instead of Trey Lance and everything that goes with it, even with McCaffrey, are they built to win a game when they have to score 30 points? We kind of got to see it, and we haven't yet. So, Dan, two future Hall of Fame quarterbacks, two teams struggling to end their losing streaks. Is there a possibility that both the Packers and the Buccaneers could be ranked in the 20s in the Forrest and Jenny division if they both Mm -hmm. suffer losses again this week? It's certainly possible. I mean – they're both in prime time. Tampa against Baltimore, Buffalo and Green Bay, and you know, I Jamie, I feel like this Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers disappointment thing going on this year has been destabilizing not just to the power rankings but the whole of the NFL, and it's hard to kind of make sense of it. But you watch it week after week, and it doesn't feel like a fluke. It really does feel like offenses that are that are stuck in more than a rut, just fundamentally some issues here. So, yes, I think if they suffer lopsided losses against two teams that I have higher than in the power rankings, they won't crater unless they completely get their doors blown off. But, yeah, they'll dip into the 20s more than likely. And it's just one of the more shocking uh, subplots of the season, both uh, in the real NFL and in the fake power rankings. They're not fake. They're the only real power rankings there are. And you know it, everyone that thinks they have them. What? Never mind. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Mm-hmm. That's, you you, you let him know, Dan. As those week, teams Dan. are sliding, the Cowboys are rising up. They're up to number four. Dak Prescott returned. They got the win. What makes you so confident that this Cowboy team is still going to rise? Devin, Micah Parsons is a macaw. That's a bird, and nice. I think. And I think that is the, the key to all of this is their defense uh, because in past years, and this is all the way going back to the Roma era, they would have a high – you know, flying offense. And then you'd wonder, well, is this going to travel to January? And sometimes it did and sometimes it didn't, but ultimately they would fall short of their goal. But this is such a well-balanced team that it does feel like a team that's built uh, to both uh, make the playoffs, maybe take the NFC East and make a deep run. I like that the running game, it's no longer, you know, talking about whether Zeke Elliott deserves to have a big role. No, he's part of the offense and he has his role. Uh, And Tony Pollard has his role and Dak's only going to get better And then when you factor in what the defense does week after week, this is a well-balanced, 
well-coached team. Mike McCarthy, give Mike McCarthy some love. He doesn't get enough. He does deserve some love. He deserves some love. Um, I'm going to combine everything here, okay? You're our resident Jets fan at NFL Network. You bleed Jets green. You've been through it. And we're talking about hugs. I'm going to go to Robin Williams as Professor McGuire with Will Hunting, hugging him. It's not your fault. It's not. That's me to you right now, Dan. After this Brees Hall news and the Vera Tucker news, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Very meaningful, moving scene. And I feel like that way with all the Jet fans right now. Just I want to embrace them. It's not you. I promise. It's, it's not your fault. What's your mental state as a Jets fan? Even though in the top 10 in the power rankings, you know this one hurt when Tom Pelissero dropped that news yesterday. Don't you do this to me, Peter. Not you, too. Not you, too. Um, That's great. It's not good. It, I'm, I'm really bummed. The James, James Robinson pickup was good, and, and Joe Douglas, if he, if he calls you on the phone, other GMs hang up. Uh, but I can't help but think that this kind of lowered the ceiling a little bit for the Jets. It, it felt like anything is possible. Uh, felt like it was anything was possible in this wide open NFL landscape. Why not us? I know obviously the Chiefs and Bills are the cream of the crop, but the Jets were kind of right there potentially if some things clicked. And I think it does put a little ceiling because it's not just Brees Hall, who I think was going to be the offensive rookie of the year. Elijah Vera Tucker going out for the year is such a huge loss to that offensive line. It's going to put a lot of pressure on Zach Wilson now, who every Jet fan is optimistic and feeling great right now about the team finally being relevant again. But we all see what's going on, and we see that Wilson looks a little lost the last two weeks. There's some Mark Sanchezian vibes dating back to 2009. I'm just very concerned. I'm very concerned Wilson's not going to be up to the test, especially now that more is probably going to be put on his plate mm. if the Jets really are the real deal. Dan, someday we're going to show up for the power rankings, and you're just going to be gone. No goodbye, no see you later. You're just gone. Uh, in the meantime, be sure to check out NFL Power Rankings presented by Energizer every Tuesday on NFL.com. Dan likes his rock bands like his orange juice with some pulp. Thank you, Dan. We love you. Thank you. A lot of Patriots talk here on the show. A lot of Patriots quarterback talk on the show this morning. We now welcome... Uh, a, a man who knows that position and that team all too well. Let's welcome in three-time Super Bowl winner, uh, Mr. Scott Pioli. What up, Scott? Oh, Scott? Good morning. Oh, good morning. Greetings from Austin, Texas. It looks like you're there. Hook them horns. But let's go up to Foxborough last night where we had this situation where Belichick starts Mac Jones. He gets three series. Yeah. He put back in Zappy. We might have a little quarterback thing going on. Your initial reaction watching this from afar with an organization you know so well. Well, first, the quarterback thing. Bill said after the game that he had this plan. And I think the plan was probably, and this is me guessing, that if Mac didn't look like Mac, he was going to make the switch. And very early out of the gate, Mac didn't look like Mac. He made this switch because he thought that because of what Zappy had done, would give them the best chance to win. And that's all that Bill cares about. He, That is his job. He has to focus on what he cares about is winning the game and who gives him the best chance to win the game. And that's what they did. The part that shocked me, though, was the way that the Patriots' defense didn't play. I mean, the Bears came in and rolled for 243 yards rushing. The way they did it with the quarterback, I don't think anyone was anticipating that. But kudos to the Bears and, and the way that they did things. They did a, a, a great job. We can let you finish your point or we could talk Brady. Where do you want to go with this one? Because I've never seen Brady, uh, Scott, look like this. Take it wherever you want. Yeah, I'll just say this again. What I was saying about the the Patriots is historically what they've been able to complement a young quarterback with is a really strong defense. They didn't have that last night. That's how they win games. And to Chicago's point, 
you know, the other thing that happens with backup quarterbacks is it takes a little bit of film eventually to see what the kryptonite is for a young quarterback. The Bears found it, and part of what they found was getting their hands up and batting the ball. That was a real problem because Zappi is not a big guy, so getting in those vision lanes was a problem. So the Patriots will now have to be the spy versus spy, finding the counter to what they can do. I like it. Yeah, we'll see if they're able to figure it out. But down in San Francisco, the 49ers made a big trade, giving up four draft picks for Christian McCaffrey. And as a mm. player, we look at these trades. You welcome new players. You're excited. But for you on that manager side, four draft picks, do you think the 49ers looked at McCaffrey as the player that could give them the edge to win the division? Jason, I think that they're seeing a division that's a little vulnerable this year, and they know that they have a window of opportunity, right? That This is becoming a big thing in the NFL now, where teams see opportunity and they're trying to jump through windows to make sure that they secure the opportunity that might be at hand. And I think that's what San Francisco sees. A couple of years ago, they had this dominant defense that they weren't able to complement with a terrific offense. Getting Christian McCaffrey and using him the right way, again, to complement Debo Samuel, gives them an opportunity to get ahead in the division because right now that division is pretty vulnerable and I feel like they are trying to prey upon the weaknesses around the division right now to get themselves to the playoffs to get themselves in the tournament and then maybe make a run like some teams have done recently by giving up draft picks to move with a player that they know what they are right now. And meanwhile, Christian McCaffrey leaves the Panthers, and 10 minutes later, they have their most impressive win of this entire era. It was a really crazy Sunday in that whole scenario. Yeah. Last week, Scott, you told us a lot about how an organization motivates players when it appears they've already begun to look ahead to the next season. And the challenge behind that, you gave all the reasons players should still be motivated, regardless of what's going on in the record column. That being said, it's very difficult to execute. Were you surprised? Yeah. You had to have been, right, about the Panthers' win over the Bucks on Sunday? I I was surprised by the win. What I wasn't surprised by was the way that they played and the way that they came out. You know, there's this old saying in the league, Kyle, that, you know, the guys on the other side of the field, the coaches on the other side of the field, they're getting paid to be professionals, too. And I think that's what happened. I think sometimes players need to be reminded, don't feed into all the negativity out there. Don't feed into the fact that people think that you're not good. You're a pro player. Go out there and play. And I think that was part of the motivation behind what happened with Carolina. They do have some good players. They have some good players that are good people. They came together and played really well. It reminds me, you know, back in 2011, when I was with the Kansas City Chiefs, we were not having a good season. We were having an average season. But we were on the cusp of still being able to win the division. And what happened was we let go of our head coach in the with three games left. We face off against the 13-0 Green Bay Packers. We go and beat the Packers. Now we have to win the last two games to win back-to-back AFC West Division championships. And players know everything that's on the line. I knew what was on the line. My job was on the line. The coaches did. Everyone found it within themselves to give whatever their best version of themselves was. And I think that's what the Panthers did. Kudos to the, to the Panthers because the reality is they lost their coach, but they're still in the mix for the NFC South championship. So they played their butts off and kudos to them. Kudos to them, and let's go to Daniel Jones. Let's say kudos to Daniel Jones. When the Giants didn't extend Daniel Jones this offseason, many thought it was a foregone conclusion that the team would be looking elsewhere for a quarterback in the spring. Now, the Giants are 6-1. and one. They are looking like a playoff team. Is Daniel Jones playing himself into a long-term deal with the New York Giants? 
I think there's a great chance that he is, Jamie. You know, you look at this, the Giants made a business decision that was the right decision at the time based on the facts that they had. Now, what Daniel Jones is showing, not only that he's playing well, but he's developing well under Brian Dayball, and that's his area of expertise. So to me, the Giants are going to have the ability to retain him and do things to negotiate this contract. Daniel Jones is a smart guy. He's a mature guy. He knows that he's in a circumstance and a situation right now where he's got a coach that knows him, trusts him, and can accentuate his positives and limit his limitations. This may be, at the end of the year, a great marriage if both sides are smart and fair with one another. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my dance, <laughs> Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. And Jackson, the ball carrier, took a couple of tackles and just keep motoring along. Can Denver stay with Bo Jackson? The answer is no. Here's the backs in the eye now. The quick pitch goes to Bo, trying to get around the left side. There's too much humanity there. He reverses, coming back to the right. Gets a great comeback block. Holy Toledo! Who knows? And our next guest is the best-selling author who knows a little thing or two about writing some of the best sports books 
of the last 30 years, and he's got one of the greatest athletes of all time in his latest. This book is titled The Last Folk Hero. It's the life and myth of Bo Jackson, and this guy might be the best sports writing scribe we have That's when right. it comes to deep dives on professional athletes and teams. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome back Jeff Perlman. What up, Jeff? Look at the shirt, Jeff. Come on. You told me to wear the shirt. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, knowing our show and knowing us, Jeff texts me, should I wear a Tech Mobile shirt? I'm like, yeah, of course you should wear it. And now we all want it. You look yeah. great. Uh, Jeff, there's an excitement and an awe anytime anyone even mentions the word Bo Jackson. Mm -hmm. You have spent months of your life deep diving on Bo. Uh, just take it. Why Bo Jackson for you personally? Why did you want to get into this story? And why was this your next big project? I mean, I grew up with him on my wall. Like, I literally, you guys know the poster, the sure. one like this with the bat and yep. the shoulder pads, and then the one with the different Bo caricatures, and I just, I was a huge, huge, huge Bo Jackson fan, and he just, the idea that someone would play professional baby, I mean, like, you're playing the NFL, right? It's really hard. And then you know what I'm going to do in my offseason? I'm going to, or it's not his offseason, I'm going to play NFL in my offseason and play Major League Baseball. It's my, it's, right, it's insane, right? It's just ridiculous. And be an all-star. I mean, it's, it's the in both. both. Yeah. In both. It's crazy. No doubt about it. And you said you loved him. You tweeted out your top 10 Bo Jackson moments, number one being the 91-yard run in Seattle at the King Dome. Mm. Let's take a look and, and see, and then I want you to describe why this one is your favorite moment. Okay. Let's let's see this one right here. Let's get, let's get it up and going. And Bo Jackson to the 20 and out in front, and only one man to beat, and easily can't run him down. He had the angle, but there goes Bo, and nobody catches Bo. Touchdown. <laughs> he may not stop yep. the Tacoma. <laughs> He's gone. Portland. <laughs> he just went by Spokane. And there go the Raiders into fine. <laughs> what a scene. <laughs> Come on back, guys. Oh, he was flying. Now, what did you like most about this run? And then you've interviewed, you talked to so many people. How do they describe this play? Okay, so there are a couple crazy things. Number one, Seven different guys had angles on Bo. And the last guy you saw was Kenny Easley. You can make a case the greatest Hall safety of, of that generation. He's yep. a Hall of Famer. If you look, he had a clear angle. Gone. Bosworth had the side angle. Gone. Just gone, gone, gone. Um, the other guy in the, in the screen is Ahmad Brown, who is a, a sprinter in college. Gone. <laughs> like nothing. Um, I interviewed the, uh, well, Dave Craig was a quarterback for the, for the Seahawks. And he told me um, he heard Bo run by. Mm from the sun, but it wasn't like he heard his feet. He just hears, wow. And uh, one of the coaches told me their offensive coordinator had, he swears this is true. He said he had his notes with him. Bo ran by and the notes went like that. So, and the crazy thing they don't show in the replay there that he does, if you look closely, when he comes out of the tunnel, he throws a pretend baseball in the air and goes like this. You really have to look closely, but he does that. He does? Yeah. See, that's the stuff that we, we've seen that play a thousand times, and I don't know about the fungo moment, and that's where the book comes in. There's so many things. Even if you think you know the Bo stuff, you don't know Bo, ironically. Like, it talks about how he saves his team allegedly in a plane crash. Like, he stops the plane from crashing. He ran a 4-1-3-40. It's just page after page of that. Jeff, we need to talk, though, about the 1989 NFL draft, um, which is maybe the most spectacular ever. Top five picks, Troy Aikman. Barry Sanders, uh, Deion Sanders. In the book... Derek Thomas. Derek Thomas. You say Al Davis oh, yeah. was going to trade Bo Jackson after the 89 draft from one of those top five picks. Tell us a story, and who was it? So this was Tony Mandrich. Yeah. yeah. Had been picked by the Green Bay Packers. Incredible bulk. Mm. Yeah, the incredible bulk, the cover of SI. Mm. He might have been performance enhanced. Mm. I think he was. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but I, I believe he was. Yeah, and... Um, 
Al David, uh, Mandarich had said, I'm not going to sign with Green Bay. I don't know if you remember this. He's, he was threatening to fight Mike Tyson. Okay. That was the mm. thing, fight Mike Tyson. <laughs> and he was holding out, I never want to go to Green Bay. And Al Davis loved renegades. He loved big guys. And the weird thing about Al Davis, he, he hated anyone having the spotlight but him. Huh. Like, his resentment toward Marcus Allen was very real. Mm. And he hated Marcus Allen getting the spotlight. Mm. And he started to get real prickly about Bo Jackson getting the spotlight. <laughs> the owner. And, yeah, the owner. And one of his coaches said to me, he said, if you think about it, almost every team has a marquee player who you immediately think about. And when you think of the Raiders, you think of the patch, and you think of Al Davis. Maybe you think of Marcus Allen. Maybe. I don't think so. You disagree? You, I, no, I agree with you. I think yeah. I think of Al Davis. Al Davis. Yeah. So oh. he, um, he called the Packers, and he offered... Bo Jackson for the rights to Tony Mandritz. Uh, and the Packers said no, because Tony Mandritz was a generational yeah, sure. offensive lineman. Wow. Oh my gosh. Wow. Bo is a Packer. Bo that would... together down the road. He was almost Steve Young in Tampa. Yeah. He almost had a he Steve Young, Bo yeah. Jackson backfield. That's so oh cool. Yeah. So many great stories in here. Um, I just, I flipped open the book and um, I asked you if you went to Auburn a lot. And yeah. literally at chapter 29, uh, you talk about how you interviewed 25 college students just in this one chapter to talk about Bo Jackson. You interviewed over 700 people yeah. for this book. Bo Jackson, though, was not one of them. He part- he declined to participate. Tell us about the process trying to interview Bo for this piece of work. All right, so whenever I write a book, one of the first things I do is I send a couple of my books and a letter explaining what I'm doing. And I send it, and uh, this is during the pandemic, 2020, and I'm home, and phone rings, and it's an unidentified number, block number, and I answer, and it's like, Mr. Jeff Perlman? And I go, yes, he goes, this is Bo Jackson. <laughs> and I knew the voice immediately. We probably talked for a half hour, and he was driving. He's like, I'm driving to get my wife a chopped salad, and yeah. I decided to give you a call. And he's like, uh, I don't have a problem with you writing a book. He goes, I just don't want to be a part of it. People approach me all the time, blah, 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 blah. So I got really lucky. Um, Bo Jackson wrote an autobiography in 1990, Bo Knows Bo. I remember the cover. Of course. Dick Schaap, who wrote Dick it? Yeah. yeah, of course. Dick Schaap, one of the great journalists of all time. And before Dick Schaap died, he donated all his transcripts, what? every interview, every audio tape to the Auburn Library. So someone at Auburn told me about this and I called Auburn and they sent me, I think I paid 250 bucks and they sent me probably 700 pages of files, Mm. all the interviews. Most of it was never used in the book. So in a lot of ways, honestly, it was like talking to 28-year-old Bo Jackson. It was crazy. It's one of the great finds of my journalism career. Wow. Yeah, if you know Jeff, that, that is a treasure chest <laughs> that was given to you. That's like a kid at the dentist office. Like, oh, my gosh, I get to pick the prize. It's incredible. And yeah. the book reflects it. I, 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 look, not to brag, I've read the whole book. Jeff sent me a copy, and it, it's unbelievable because I, I had Bo on my wall, too. And there's probably 300 pages of things I didn't know in here. Part of the theme of this is that it, he transcended athlete. He even transcended superstar athlete. All the mythical stuff, the Paul Bunyan stuff, and then the Bo knows and everything we came to know of Bo. In 2022, is there anything or anybody out there that be, even begins to approach what Bo Jackson represented? I'd say there are two people who are kind of in the frame. Uh-huh. Shohei Otani, mm-hmm. uh-huh. to a certain degree, pitching and hitting in baseball. And then I always forget his name, but the kid... The basketball phenom who's French, yeah. who's like 7'2", and everyone's like, he's oh. like LeBron, but with... Giannis? No, no, not Giannis. He's going to be the first guy in the draft Waba next Momo. year. I just saw him. He jumped yeah. over that, that yeah. set of seats yeah. at the camp recently. Right, and if you yeah. think about it, like even right now at this table, we're all like, oh, oh yeah, this guy, and yeah. he did, and he Mythical. jumped over seats. Is, yeah. He, yeah. is it Giannis? No, it's not Giannis. It's this other guy. And that's really rare in this era uh-huh. that we're like, yeah, it's this guy. Mystique. I don't know about him. And nobody has Mystique anymore. That's the thing. Yeah, there is no mystique anymore. Someone comes along, 
I see a kid in high school on social media. Yeah. Bo Jackson, we didn't see any of it. Mm. You know? Victor Wembanyama. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. This guy right here, he wrote the book that the show Winning Time is based on. If you yeah. watch on HBO, he's written amazing books on Walter Payton. He's written amazing books on the Shaq Kobe Lakers mm-hmm. and so much more. Guys, I cannot recommend an author more. This guy right here, Jeff Perlman. If you love Bo Jackson, or if you don't, this is the book that you want to read. The Mystique is Real. Jeff, thanks for joining us at the Good Morning Football Table. Pleasure. Thank you. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love. Online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.